For some Americans, it's one of the worst things to have ever happened in this country. But for others, it's the very essence of progress. It is political correctness. And while it's been a flashpoint for decades, never before has it been at the center of a presidential campaign. At its heart, political correctness is a struggle over language, and as part of his Micropolis series, WNYC's Arun Venegopal turned to authors, playwrights, and linguists, people who think about, even obsess over words, to understand what this debate is really about. The notion of political correctness has ignited controversy across the land. In the spring of 1991, President George H.W. Bush took the stage at the University of Michigan and confronted what he saw as a new threat to the country, political correctness. Throughout history, attempts to micromanage casual conversation have only incited distrust. They've invited people to look for an insult in every word, gesture, action, and in their own Orwellian way, Crusades that demand correct behavior crush diversity in the name of diversity. This was the moment about 25 years ago when political correctness leapt out of intellectual circles and into the national discourse. Conservatives had already seized upon the term and headline writers were having a field day with it, conjuring the threat of the liberal thought police out to indoctrinate your children. Soon Hollywood joined in. With movies, really bad movies like PCU, starring David Spade and Jeremy Piven. It's a whole new ball game on campus these days, and they call it PC. PC? Politically correct. And it's not just politics, it's everything. It's what you eat, it's what you wear, and it's what you say. And if you don't watch yourself, you can get in a buttload of trouble. To much of America, PC had come to mean humorless, dogmatic, moralizing, a bunch of word nags trying to make you feel guilty and out of step. Everyone had their favorite PCism. He's not short, he's vertically challenged. But to its proponents, people who generally hate the term PC, language matters, especially in a diverse society. It can be used by members of the dominant group to subtly assert their power. Or alternately, it can help minorities, women, ethnic groups, people with disabilities, define themselves and their own experiences. Seems reasonable enough. So how is it that 20-something years later, Donald Trump... I am so tired of this politically correct... And Ted Cruz. And political correctness is killing people. And Sarah Palin. They've been wearing this um, political correctness kind of like a suicide vest. And perhaps most thoughtfully, Ben Carson. It muffles people. And at the same time, keeps people from discussing important issues while the fabric of their society is being changed. How is it that a quarter of a century later, conservatives are still getting mileage from this issue? They're able to tap into this very deep cultural vein that has always been there. Gish Jen is the author of the books Who's Irish and Typical American. She says it's because there are competing forms of American speech, the inclusive kind that keeps evolving with the times, and another kind going back to frontier days that just gets to the point. From the very beginning, when we decided, well, what does it mean to be an American? It was, we don't wear wigs like the English. We don't sit on that kind of furniture. We reject artifice, and we rejected it from the beginning. To this day, you know, a piece of American furniture is an honest piece of furniture. It's not ornamental. No nonsense. The same with speech. As Trump himself might put it, just say what you mean. But there's another aspect to this, Jen says, And it has to do with how Americans now approach authority. There was always someone to say, 
that's not the right fork to use. There was always someone to say, we just don't talk like that. Who would that person be now? And we are so individualistic, we feel that we should be able to talk back to anybody. So we talk back to that authority as well. Who are you to tell me? Writer and linguist John McWhorter says that for all the scorn from Republicans, political correctness has succeeded at making everyone, not just liberals, watch their words. Because that Republican sense of threat is genuine and it has changed the way many Republicans not only act, but I think also think. In other words, they comply, even as they complain. But it's not just old white conservative men. According to a poll by Fairleigh Dickinson University, two-thirds of all Americans think political correctness is a big problem facing this country. That includes solid majorities of Democrats, women, and people who aren't white. I myself live in a constant state of concern that I'll say the wrong thing, tweet the wrong tweet, affect the wrong jokey accent, and be outed forever as a racist, homophobic misogynist. McWhorter says that in order to understand why there's so much anxiety about these guidelines, about PC, it helps to understand the function of language. Language is about having conversations. That's what it's designed for. If you can't say it, then it's as if you're being held back in terms of making your verbal footprint and also in exchanging that with other people. And that's what we're mentally built for. That's part of why solitary confinement drives people out of their minds. McWhorter says the stakes are high. Those who control language are controlling the self. When we control expression, we're controlling what sense of reality we create around us with our web of words. And perhaps that's why this issue won't go away. Language is something we all share. It implicates us in ways that other forms of racial discourse don't. We can turn away from the videos of black men being shot, tune in and out of debates about criminal justice reform, poverty, segregation. But speech is inescapable, and policing it apparently works. In our perpetual discomfort and annoyance, we're forced to confront something we'd rather not. Playwright David Henry Wong says this confrontation is hardest for those who've traditionally benefited the most from American history. I think there's a period we need to go through when the group that has had power has to understand that they have lost at least demographic power and then how to adjust to that. And in some sense in this country, because race has always been one of the big fault lines in this nation's history, in some sense... This country isn't going to begin to heal racially until white people think about race as much as everybody else does. Wong does not expect this struggle over language and power to be resolved anytime soon. It's taken us centuries to get to this point. And he thinks that things will get worse before they get any better. This is Micropolis. I'm Arun Vanagopal at WNYC. What do you think about political correctness? Does it genuinely affect how people express themselves? You can share your thoughts by going to WNYC.org.